For once, the Calgary Flames did not let the frustrations snowball and spiral out of control, and in fact, they used the adversity in their favor. Your Locked On Flames, your daily podcast on the Calgary Flames. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's episode of Locked On Flames. As always, I'm your host, Jess Belmosno, and I'm so happy to be here with you. Thank you again for choosing Locked On Flames as your Locked On or your Flames podcast. Um, you can get the show wherever you get your podcasts, and we are available on YouTube as well for free 99. My goodness. What a game it was against the Ottawa Senators. Now, we're not going to spend too much time talking about it just because, you know, it's basically been 24 hours since the game ended. There's no reason to, you know, give you the full rundown reaction. But I do want to talk about the high points and the things that I think show that this team is heading in the right direction. And number one, (laughs) I have to say, that that first period, things could have gone horrible, absolutely horrible um, after that first period. Um, you know, I would say even if this was six weeks ago, this Flames team would have lost uh, probably five to one. But, you know, Toffoli was hitting the post twice. He had the goal overturned, and I believe it was Huberdo? or Lindholm, who hit the post, uh, who rang the post, rather. And it was so frustrating to watch. And the frustration was written all over Toffoli's face. And I I was nervous. I was nervous because when you see someone get that frustrated in a game, it usually means they're going to make some sort of, A, stupid decision. They're going to pull a Jacob Truba or a Tom Wilson and Put someone through the boards. Number two, they are going to be sloppy. They are going to take penalties when they know better. They're going to just be sloppy with their gameplay. Or three, they're going to do all of the things that are out of, you know, the normal for them. And you could definitely tell Toffoli he he. <laughs> He just wanted to scream, and I felt so bad. You could tell just everyone on the bench through that first period. It was like they all needed to cry or scream or just a giant group hug because they were so overwhelmed. Like, truly, the tension was so obvious and just thick. Like, you could cut it with a knife, and I just, oh, my God, I felt so bad. I was watching the game with my boyfriend and we were both kind of like, are we supposed to be like secondhand, not embarrassment, but like, are we supposed to feel this here too? Uh, but you know, I will say it, it was nice for Toffoli to act, to score, uh, even though if that goal did get turned over or uh, recalled, it was just a, a moment of relief. You know what? Who cares? He, he didn't hit the pipe. He didn't ring the post. It was fine. And then, of course, it wasn't fine. But regardless, 
Five goals through 60 minutes of play. I will say that is pretty good. I will say that is something that this <laughs> this Flames team has been lacking. And for once, it wasn't just a one-goal game. It was, you know, I couldn't tell you the last time the Flames had a three-goal lead and held a three-goal lead, let alone a four four-goal lead. I thought that Backlund had another phenomenal game. He had, I believe, two primary assists in the first period on both of those goals. And <laughs> just with, uh, I know he had the one on the Rasmus Anderson goal because I just sat there drooling over the pass and the connection. Um, absolutely great. And I, I, I do have to say that that still doesn't really um, take away from the fact that it was a horrendous miscommunication on Backland when he played the puck back to Markstrom uh, and allowed Ottawa to score. I'm not really sure what he was thinking. Um, and even Markey just kind of looked like, what What was that for? Uh, are you serious right now? Um, Huberto, two points. It's amazing what happens when you put him on. The wing he has made a career out of. <laughs> he didn't have 115 points on the left wing for no reason. <laughs> um, you know, I just, I'm absolutely blown away at the fact that you would even try to play him off his wing. I think that he is one of those players that is so established in his position. Um that you don't mess with that. It's not like Dubé where, you know, you can get center out of him or, you know, maybe Mangiapane playing on the right can work sometimes. Um, I just, you, that's just one of those things you don't mess with. And we're going to talk a little bit more about that next. But I do have to say, again, coming back to Toffoli, uh, this is kind of his game in like, the worst ways possible um, for him, not, you know, speaking to his gameplay, obviously, but um, he went down behind Ottawa's crease. I believe he got a shoulder elbow to the face um, and he was down for a minute. They didn't stop the play or anything, but he uh, took him a little bit to get up and then went right down the tunnel came back on the bench and he was fine. Um, obviously, you have to look for concussions when it comes to things like that. Uh, honestly, bumping your head the wrong way on the, on a relatively soft surface can give you a concussion. Uh, so who knows what that might look like. Um, but he was out there, he back out on the bench and took, took his shifts. I don't think he, he might have missed one shift. But... Um, that's a player the Flames can't afford to have out. And that is very obvious. You know what? <laughs> he shoots the puck and he's not afraid to shoot the puck. I think that he is in the top percentile um, in shooting in the league. I'm not, I could be very uh, misguided with that. But if I remember correctly, he is definitely up there because he shoots um, pretty much at any chance. And... We are going to talk more about, you know, kind of this situation the Flames continue to be in, in terms of them being in limbo, 
potentially, <laughs> or no, they fully missed the opportunity to join the draft lottery team and Alan Walsh live tweeting during the game. But before we do dive into the latest gossip, I do want to talk to you about our friends at Athletic Greens because they have a product that I use every day and I recommend to my family and friends, especially when they're gearing up to travel because it helps boost that immune system, gets your gut healthy, uh, energy, and you know, you want to make the most out of your, your health and AG1 allows you to do that with just one simple scoop in your cup of water every day. You don't need to take a whole pharmacy of this vitamin, that vitamin, and this supplement in a multivitamin. You get 75 high quality vitamin, minerals, whole food source, superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to start your day when you just do one scoop in your cup of water. I enjoy AG1 because, well, <laughs> if you follow me, you know that I am chronically ill and suffer with um, a few different things, chronic illnesses, and I do feel like AG1 has made a difference in my life. It is a small micro habit that has big benefits, and it's one thing that you can do every day to start taking care of yourself. And, you know, for me, it's about protecting my immune system and kind of working in those micro habits to build those into daily habits, but then also into a better lifestyle. Like it's just one piece to that puzzle, you know? Right now it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network. Again, that is athleticgreens.com slash NHL Network to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. And thanks, everyone, for starting your week with Locked on Flames. I greatly appreciate you hanging out. If you haven't yet, make sure that you're subscribed to Locked on Flames um, on Twitter at LO underscore Flames Pod. And, of course... Um, you can follow me at Jess Belmosto. <laughs> Last night, the Flames had a chance to enter the uh, Bedard sweepstakes, but they decided to show up and play real hockey uh, that we know that they are capable of playing. And once they had, <laughs> so prior to their loss to the Ducks, they were sitting at about a 50-50 chance of making the playoffs. And then things dipped drastically to, I think, on most 
um, sites, I believe it was like around a 19 to 24%. But uh, today I just checked and I'm going to share my screen with you because this is something that I appreciate. Um, I'm going to show you Money Puck. Okay. So right here, this is the odds updated this morning at 412 in the morning. Um, Calgary is sitting pretty at a 28.4. Could be worse. Look at all these teams already eliminated. Columbus. We know who plays in Columbus now. Oh, former uh, <laughs> former Flame uh, Sean Monahan will not be making the playoffs. Um, the Florida Panthers still have a 41%. So, you know, you know, that is still there. Um, you know, 28.4% is a not, it is not a zero and you are not mathematically eliminated yet. So there is that to, uh, kind of hope for you're living again for the hope of it all. And then I am also trying to, uh, show you, I believe it's hockey viz this one. This one was brutal. This one, this one pained me to look at. Okay, so if you look at this, uh, this is Micah Blake uh, McCurdy at an effective maths chart. Again, with all of these different equations, they are, um, they're all calculated differently. But in this first column, <laughs> you have the Pacific Division. Vegas is up top. At a 98, LA, Seattle, Edmonton, and then you go to 22.7%. This was entering March 9th. So this has not been updated uh, in a while either. March 9th was only like four days ago. But, you know, the... The money puck one was updated more recently, uh, less than 24 hours ago. So you are looking at like a 6.6% difference there. Um, I guess my biggest thing here is like, yes, the Flames could very well make the playoffs. They, they could, but that doesn't mean they're going anywhere. And I think everyone that watches this team knows that. And I think like, one of the more frustrating aspects is the conversation of, you know, oh, well, two of the three teams that were in involved in the Matthew Kachuk and Johnny Gaudreau saga didn't make the playoffs. Well, who cares? Uh, number one, Florida's probably not making the playoffs either. But I look at this Flames team and I look at the way that it's assembled and how going into this season, Flames fans knew there would be, you know, a, a, a setback, some, some regression. And um, it wasn't anticipated to be this big. But losing to Anaheim was tough, right? But you can't let that take all the gas out of your tires or take all the air out of your tires. They're, you're still in it. Um <sighs> Not by much, but you're hanging in there. Uh, again, you're not looking for anything other than a wild card spot. You're just looking to sneak in there by the skin of your teeth. Um, 
it is concerning that this team cannot string more than two wins together. That has been an issue all season. They can string five losses. They can string together seven losses. But they can't seem to crack three wins. And that that's bad. The leash is getting shorter and shorter. And they're running out of rope. They're running out of time. And I am just sitting here <laughs> thinking about how Daryl Sutter has kind of assembled this roster this entire season. And how, for the most part, it's kind of just been jumbled here and there. I mean, Walker Dewar goes back into the lineup and all of a sudden Trevor Lewis scores. And then you have um, Huberto back on his proper wing and he has two points. And he even says, he's like, we're paid to produce. So, like, we, sh- we should be doing it. And Alan Walsh. <laughs> Alan Walsh is tweeting about how, you know, well, he, what did he say? He said, Le- Calgary Flames left wing Jonathan Huberto. Yeah, but you're not wrong. And I get it that, you know, and I mentioned it a little bit before, you know, you can sometimes get flexibility out of players in the position they play, but other times they are so set in that uh, position that it doesn't make sense to mess around with it. And that is one of those players, you know, you have a few of those players, I would say, on your team. You're not touching that third line. And Jonathan Huberto is, he is your <laughs> your left winger, regardless of how you want to slice it. And I don't think it's fair um, to say, oh, well, this team isn't producing. When you have him on his off wing. To me, that's basically setting a guy up to fail. Especially a guy who is so established in this league. It's not like, you know, he's a young 20-year-old, 23 or 22, 23-year-old in the league coming in and, you know, okay, you've played him on right wing where he has seen success throughout his, you know, pro and amateur career but what if what if you try him on the left or what if what if we try him at center you know I think that there's definitely pros and cons to that and that's that's just hockey I think some players you can you most certainly can use them in different positions just like you use your utility uh, guy in baseball he can play First base, second base, left field, wherever you need him. That's what he's there for. But Jonathan Huberto is should be stapled to your left wing. <laughs> that And that's that. But coming up next, we are going to talk um, a bit more about the Flames. But before we do that, I do want to take a minute to talk to you about Built Bar. Built Bars are a delicious tasting protein bar that don't have the fat and calories in what you might expect a candy bar to taste like when you have a Built Bar. Built Bars taste just like candy bars and they have they pack a nasty punch with all of that protein and it's like 17 grams of protein in a bar, 130 calories and they are good uh, for for meal replacement or if you're just looking for a snack to hold you over 
Uh, they come in unbelievable flavors like churro, peanut butter brownie, and coconut almond. I am a big fan of the peanut butter brownie. I love I love anything brownie, especially when it's when these bars are covered in 100% chocolate. It's just like you should not <laughs> be able to like eat this and be like, oh, this is good for me. Like you you feel like you're, you feel good about eating it. And right now you can head on over to built.com to place your orders. Or if you are located near a Sam's Club or a Walmart, you can run to the pharmacy section and get a box of cookies and cream, double chocolate, or the coconut puffs. Or if you are at the Sam's Club, you can head over and get the brownie batter and churro and make sure to thank me later. All righty. So tomorrow, uh, Nick is joining me on the show. It is our usual Tuesday. Um, nonsense going on here. I cannot believe that this time next week I am going to be watching the Flames live in Las Vegas and then the following evening in Anaheim. Um, but before before we do that, um, they do take a trip to Mullet Arena. They have three games in one, two, three, five days. So I am a little uh, about this, especially because you are playing, um, let's see, you're playing Vegas on the 16th and then Dallas at home or you're at home on the 18th, which is Saturday. I just, I, the Flames have only ever gotten one point out of their like 15 trips to uh, T-Mobile Arena, so I don't really have much faith even. Um, and then the following week, they're home and they play Vegas. But they really do need these points against um, Pacific Division teams. I'm, I, I, I don't know how many times I can say it. But so there's, for the month of March, there's 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12... 14, 16. I would say they need to grab at least 14 of those points. Um, if not 14, 12 at the very, very least. Um, I just, I think that they need to just continue to stack up those points as much as you can get. It's not, um, now isn't the time to lose ground. You need to just keep building on what you have. It doesn't make much sense to me to take your foot off the gas, especially if you're able to win uh, five to one. I mean, granted now Ottawa didn't doesn't really have a chance to make the playoffs, but before they were kind of, hanging in there. They were, they were hanging around and looking for that playoff spot. Um, so there, it's not like they're a bottom of the barrel team anymore that, you know, you just, you, you question everything. If you lose to them, they've definitely, you know, taken steps in that rebuild. Um, Arizona, Arizona has been playing good, but again, I think it's just a matter of them, uh, getting hot when it, it doesn't matter to them because they're eliminated, but you know, it's, they're getting hot against the right teams and that's 
unfortunately what happens in the sleep sometimes. <laughs> and sometimes you just have to be on the other end of it. Um, and then Dallas, you know, the Flames got really lucky against Dallas earlier this month in that five to four. Um, reg it was a regulation win because Tyler Toffoli, you know, he did the thing. But it is just very frustrating to, like, take this game by game and not have a better picture, but it's just the way that it has to be. So um, I'm sure Nick and I are going to talk about it more tomorrow in terms of how the rest of the season is going to look. It's more than likely going to come down to game 82, and that's what's going to count. And they just need to do whatever they can in the meantime to rack up those points. So thanks everyone for hanging out with me here on today's episode of Locked on Flames. As always, I'm Jess Belmosto and you can follow me on Twitter at Jess Belmosto and you can follow the show wherever you get your podcasts. And of course, we are free 99 on YouTube as well.